0: greetings everyone it is adobe back again with part two of get gold on farewell thank you once again for tuning in really appreciate everybody who takes the time out just to hear me out just a little bit you know um today right now currently i'm laying on my bed in nicaragua i just got here um, <clears throat> My flight was at 11.45 p.m. on Saturday, and if I'm not mistaken, today is Sunday, <laughs> and um, I kind of just resurrected from bed. I was on 100 million grams of THC, and I was very much sedated for the whole trip, and um, also for the first few hours that I was here, so kind of just woke up. I got a tour of the place, and it's amazing, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, the most amazing view of the beach. Um, dinner is about to be served in a little bit. I haven't really done much exploring or socializing, and to be quite honest, I am. Um, just slightly nervous just because I'm alone, you know, it's a lot easier to do things when you've got, like, another person with you. It's a lot easier to be social and outgoing, at least for me. Um, so I'm out here, not in my comfort zone, which I really, really love. Um, I love being out of my element. I love, you know, just pushing my own personal boundaries, so... Being nervous to me is not a bad thing. It's actually pretty nice, especially since, like, my day-to-day life is just, it's not so routine, but there is some routine elements to it, and it's nice to just break out of that, do something new, even if it makes me uncomfortable. Just the fact that it's new is nice, and I I feel comfort in the discomfort sometimes. So... i'll be here for um seven days um or eight or sorry six days and um i'll be uh shoving it up you know cooking a few meals for the guests over here hosting a couple of workshops um and yeah just enjoying nicaragua for the very first time um but before i get to the enjoyment And this is also part of the enjoyment, just being able to travel and still work and still get things done. Um, I wasn't like, oh, I have to record a podcast before I start everything. But like, dang, I get to record a podcast in Nicaragua. Like, that's pretty awesome. So I'm just going to, you know, get that, get this, um, take this opportunity to just uh, record in the vibe of relaxation, and the vibe of Nicaragua, you know, and um, one of the things that I really did want to talk about on here as a second episode, and, you know, I am a fun person, you know, I like to talk about fun things, I like to talk about like, you know, controversy and, you know, just unconventional subjects, things that make people uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I like to be as open and fun as possible when just having conversations about things with people, try to be as engaging. Um, And this this next subject is... (laughs) Still, yet again, more on the serious side, but I do feel really compelled to discuss this simply because I am a chef and I do cook plant-based and, you know, I have a whole business that's centered around herbs and plants and so, um, I figured, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Let's answer some questions. Let's get on the same sort of playing field or level of understanding at least for the time being you know um I get a lot of people who assume that I'm a vegan or that I don't eat meat or that I only eat plants or you know there's just a lot of assumptions about my diet simply because like I share so much about what I eat and how I eat and what I do with food online. It's such a public thing for people to see. I get a lot of assumptions that, oh, I'm a vegan. Oh, I, you know, will never eat meat, blah, 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 blah. all these things. And, um, you know, although I never, you know, publicly claim to be vegan, I do... Embrace that lifestyle a lot um but I wouldn't consider myself to be in the category of people who you know wear that vegan badge, and I'll go into you know more details about that, of course, but i'm not i don't consider myself to be be a vegan I personally don't really um see that as the end goal for myself. And, um, I know a lot of people do, but I do believe in just balance. Um, my diet does consist of 90, 80 to 90% plants. And that other 20% is sort of just not really free range, but you know, I'm open. (laughs) Um, I have, let me take you guys back. Okay. So before we, before, um, you know, I start talking about my philosophies and all that kind of stuff. Um, let's just take it back to where my awareness and my overall just consciousness about nutrition and health and all that stems from where it came from, how it all started. Um, I think like most people in this, world in this country especially um we're not really taught about proper nutrition we're not really taught about what these what certain foods and ingredients are doing to us especially the processed foods and so i like many people grew up just eating you know all sorts of stuff chips cereals um all the kids snacks with the colors the candies um, the corn syrups, all that kind of stuff, just, you know, pretty, at a pretty normal amount, you know, every Halloween, you get a big old sack of candy, you eat that consistently for months, and then, you know, um, Easter rolls around, Valentine's rolls around, and there's always, you know, birthdays, there's just always an opportunity to consume that stuff. Um, our vending machines in our schools were filled with, like, Hershey's chocolate bars in drink form and just all sorts of ridiculous things that they feed to children. And, you know, I partook just like every other child. And um, I would say like the only difference between my upbringing and like just the traditional American upbringing is that at home, although, you know, outside of the house, we did, you know, consume all the you know standard American things that kids would eat as soon as we got home it was all Nigerian food it was all home-cooked meals um we didn't we we, soda was not allowed in the house um we had snacks but it wasn't like we didn't gorge on them like my mom could buy a box of cookies or fruit roll-ups whatever the case may be and they'd last in the pantry like you know for a long time at least a month with four kids so you know it wasn't those things weren't our go-to our go-to was always you know just like rice and beans or ukwa or a soup or abacha or um you know all these traditional dishes and so although we um were raised american at home it was very much african and Everything we ate was home-cooked and we craved that and we preferred that over You know just the standard stuff that we've been given at school and you know everywhere else, so My mom I guess would consider us to be a healthy family and she definitely did her best to um, You know keep us healthy and make sure that we are getting balanced, you know, eating in a balanced way, so I definitely appreciate that, and she definitely did lay down the foundation for just, you know, being conscious and aware, but, you know, lots of parents' information about, you know, just what these foods are doing to us are very limited, so... I got the foundation, but it wasn't really, like, drilled in to me until I was about 15 years old, 15, 16. um, I started working in the summers with my parents at their their business. They own, own a shipping company, and that was pretty much kind of like the tradition. My older brother did it. As soon as he turned 14, started working with them in the summertime, and, you know, as soon as I hit that same age I was over there and so that was my first kind of um, full access to a computer I had my own office I had access to the internet and we did have a computer at home but um, if you have an older brother you will know that uh, that computer was not mine so being at work was the first time and so um, I remember just running into an article and um before that i kind of did have like my awareness my awareness towards my body and things kind of you know started trickling in i got boobs before everybody in my class so i was just you know constantly being made aware of my body and um i lost a lot of baby fat between 6th and 7th grade got really skinny out of nowhere and um got a lot of attention because of it. And I kind of liked it. I liked, you know, feeling like, oh, my visual appearance was making people happier. I was putting people at ease by looking better. And so I kind of had like this, you know, creeping obsession with just being skinny and, um you know, just being pretty and all these things, making people happy with the way that I looked. And, um, so by the time I was 15, I was already, um, dieting, restricting my eating and all these kinds of things. Like, it wasn't that great, but that was just kind of where my awareness with my body kind of started. Before that, um, you know, I would, I was a short little chubby girl, you know, so I would have people, especially African aunties and stuff, come at me, comment on my weight and all these kind of things. But at that time I was still very much a child and I just didn't care. I would hear those things and it would kind of sting a little, but it would roll off my shoulders much, much more. It wasn't until like I hit puberty that those same comments about my weight, about my size, about my looks, kind of really stuck and so that's when I started dieting and oh 800 calories a day here 500 calories a day here and you know just not the healthiest but it was like my first kind of level of awareness and so when I got access to the internet um, I kind of just stumbled upon research, you know, through one Yahoo article about just like, oh, you know, a lot of people are out here trying to lose weight, trying to, you know, get a better body, trying to improve their appearance. And one of the reasons why it's so hard for us out here to, you know, maintain a diet, maintain our weight and all these kinds of things is because of the pesticides and the chemicals and, um, all the stuff that all the extra ingredients in the foods that we're, that we're eating that are, you know, disrupting our hormones and, um, causing all sorts of damage to our cells. And that was for the first time I, I actually picked up a item of food and read the back of the label. And really was like, "What is this? What is this chemical? Why is it here? What is it doing and um, you know, since after that, I would pick up labels and read the back read the, read the read the read the content of sugar, and realizing that wow, we are eating so much fucking sugar all the time, and um just making better decisions when it came to what I was consuming and um you know, still in high school. So I'm not really bringing any money to the table. I'm not buying groceries. So, you know, I kind of worked within the parameters of, you know, just what I had access to at the time. So I, um, stopped eating Oreos every single day. Um, I stopped eating chicken tenders every single day. And, um, You know, because I was just kind of, you know, initially, I'm not even going to lie. I was very, very traumatized by like just how much, um, you know, substances were being fed to us completely under the radar, it seemed. And I really felt like um, I sort of had a death sentence on me in a lot of ways that if I kept eating like this, like it was going to kill me. And I took that shit very seriously. I avoided all processed foods for a very long time. I cooked what I ate. And um, a lot of times because I was so young that meant like going without eating a lot. And so um, as soon as I got older, graduated high school, I um, really, really felt empowered to Um, just be more in control of what I'm consuming and um, at this point you know I was still very much a meat eater a dairy eater but I grocery shopped about 80 percent 90 percent of the food that I ate you know I cooked I prepared all of my meals and I did feel a lot more healthier I did feel a lot more in control You know, just knowing where exactly my food came from, knowing that I was able to read all the labels of all the ingredients. And, you know, it felt really great to know exactly what was in my food. And um, it felt very, very empowering. And so um, my whole kind of journey to conscious eating started... um, with just not wanting to be fed bullshit, you know? It just started with not, with wanting to be in control of what my body looked like, wanting to be in control of how I felt in my body, and, um, you know, just wanting to be the healthiest version of myself as possible. Um, I didn't really start to cut out the meat and the dairy until, you know, my health concerns were still very prevalent. Um, I was still feeling very, um, just not healthy. I was suffering with symptoms, and although I never really got officially diagnosed, like I didn't know my body, and I was suffering with very severe symptoms of endometriosis, like very, very, very extremely painful periods, like to the point where I would be like on the floor begging to be hospitalized, like, someone, like, just take me out. I need to be sedated, like, something, you know? And, um, you know, I was seeing doctors and doctors and doctors, and they all wanted to prescribe me birth control. And at the time, um, you know, I was very anti— by that time, I was very anti, you know, chemicals in my body, anti um, foreign substances, And so I, you know, didn't see that as an option for a long time, but that was the only option that these doctors are giving me. And, um, so I just, you know, continued to do more research on what I could do for myself naturally. I had the most extreme breakouts on my face. My, my face was covered in painful acne, very, very embarrassing, um, It was hard for me to leave the house without makeup on. I felt extremely insecure, extremely self conscious. And, you know, I was looking for some answers. I was looking for something that I could do naturally. You know, when you go on the internet, they will tell you that endometriosis is completely incurable. Um, They'll tell you that there's really nothing you can do except for um, surgery, which leads to other complications down the line, or it can. birth control, the pill, the IUD, you know, there's, there was just lots of medical interventions that you could do, but there really isn't a cure. And that left me feeling really, really hopeless. Um, and I kind of just accepted my fate that I was just going to deal with extreme pain for a long time until, you know, something gives. But, um, The acne was just really, really hard to deal with. It was harder to deal with than the pain a lot of times because it was my face and it was something that everybody saw when they, when they spoke to me and a lot of people don't talk about just like the mental, um, havoc acne can wreak on you. Um, and so trying to get rid of that, you know, trying to do everything that I could, the Manuka honey, the face masks, the benzoyl peroxide, all those things. And I was led to, um, learning about our meat industry and our dairy industry and just how corrupt it is and just how, um, yeah like we've been we're being fed or the animals are being fed in such improper ways corn and um, antibiotics and hormones and all these things to stop them from getting sick because they are sick because they're being fed and so just like realizing that we're eating dead sick animals and you know how their hormonal imbalances play a role in my hormonal imbalances and um, I personally was never really much of an eat meat eater to begin with. Um, I did enjoy meat every now and then, but um, for the most part, I would like not really pick, I would pick out the meat from the soup and the stew, and you know, just not really a huge fan of it. Like, if I didn't have meat in my meal, I was okay, and so you know, I was like, you know what, we can do this. Like, I'm not going to put this in my body knowing that it's one of the main things that's poisoning me. So um, I stopped eating meat pretty suddenly, and I haven't really looked back. Um, Meat as in um, chicken, beef, lamb, all that kind of stuff, pork, but I would still consider myself a pescatarian. And so I've been a pescatarian technically for... um, I have, uh, five years now, I haven't really eaten meat for five years, um, but I was still consuming fish, eating seafood, and I find I found myself to be to feel very very balanced with that. Um, and yeah, I just continue to eat that way up until now. And so when people say like, "Oh, you're a ve- Are you a vegan? I thought you were a vegan." Blah blah blah. blah really to be like really real with you I'm a pescatarian and I've been a pescatarian for the past five years but um I do within those five years the past I would say two to two and a half years um my diet has been very much more focused on consuming more um nutrient-dense foods, consuming more healing foods. Um, like I said, I was suffering with severe symptoms of endometriosis, stopped eating meat, but the pain was still, you know, incredibly unbearable. Um, my acne did get a lot better. My skin did get a lot better. Um, not just with cutting out the meat, but with just being a lot more holistic, you know, exercising more, um, using better products, more natural products, just taking more time and attention to my skin really did help. But again, the pain was still there. So I kind of gave up and put myself on the birth control pill. Um, I was on the pill for, I would say, I think two years. I, um, asked them to put me on the lowest dose they could, um, and, um, you know, I was on the pill and I was very, very, very diligent about it. You know, I did not, so I barely skipped any days because to me, like this was what was going to not, you know, help me not be in so much pain and help me live my life. So I was on that shit for two years and, um, I don't regret it, but my body did go through a lot because of it um you know they do talk about all the side effects that you know happen when you're on the pill and i was completely aware of it i one of my best friends in the whole world passed away in 2015 um from a pulmonary embolism due to symptoms from her birth control pill and she was completely healthy she worked out all the time she was in school she had a boyfriend You know, life was just, and I saw her two days before that, she passed away. And um, even with all those risks, even with having someone so close to me die from it, I was still willing to put that in my body because of just how intense the pain was. That's, if you could only imagine, like, my best friend dies from this, and I still am willing to put myself through this because of how intense and incredible the pain was. And so I was on birth control for two years. um, And within those two years, the pain did significantly reduce. I think from the very first month I started taking it, I was experiencing so much less pain. Um, I think I would have like a cramp here and there, but it was almost night and day um, with the, relief from pain. And so, you know, I was on that shit for two years and, um, eventually my body just was, it really felt like my body was deteriorating. Um, I was tired all the time. I was emotional all the time. My digestive system felt like it just, my metabolism in general felt like it just went completely halt. Um, My blood flow was so slow. Like I could be standing in one spot and lose circulation completely on my leg, on my arms. Um, If my hand is resting on something, it would lose circulation. Like my blood just wasn't really moving no matter how much I worked out. And so um, knowing what I know now, like that's, perfect recipe for a blood clot and you know a blood clot is what killed my friend and so I just I was looking for a way out you know because I knew that if I stopped taking the pill the pain would come back I already did everything that I could you know like I'm not eating meat anymore I barely you know eat seafood my 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 um, diet is completely plant based I felt like what the fuck you know like I have to do something differently or else everything is going to come back. And so um, that's when I stumbled upon um, Dr. Sabi. It's interesting because um, he actually died on my birthday. So on my birthday is when I was kind of made aware of his world and um, just how he used his own plant-based method to heal all sorts of ailments and I was very attracted to the whole one disease notion of inflammation and mucus and you know how everything could be healed through what we eat and so the day that I got off the, peel, the pill is the day that I um, switched to an alkaline lifestyle and that was about March or so of 2016, I believe, or 17. It's really hard to remember now, but no, I believe it was March of 2017, I believe. Um, but nonetheless, that's when I kind of started um, you know, the journey of just an alkaline lifestyle, cleansing my body of these toxins. Before that, um, I never really had any knowledge of detoxing and cleansing and um, you know, just purifying your body from the inside out. You know, I never really, I didn't really understand that. Okay. Like, okay. If I start eating salads and if I start, you know, eating healthy and, you know, all these things and I'm sorry, I'm stiffing, I have a little bit of allergies, but, um, you know, you can start to be more conscious about what you eat and all those things. But, what you ate before for years and years and years is still inside of you. And that needs to be taken care of. Um, you could put the salad in, but your body's not, turns out your body's going to have a harder time absorbing all those nutrients because of all the toxins that you still have inside of you. So what I, um, sort of embraced from the alkaline lifestyle was, the idea of just cleansing yourself, and so I went on a whole entire cleansing journey for the next i would say two years. I was fasting regularly, um juicing regularly um, you know just eat, eat cooking most of the food that I ate um being much more aware and conscious, no processed foods whatsoever. Um, You know, everything had to be fried or cooked in a specific oil. And I was just very, very um, militant, really, about what I was putting into my body. I wasn't eating out. I wasn't, um, you know, if my brother or my friends cooked for me, if it wasn't alkaline, I wasn't eating it. And, um... Just saw, felt, definitely felt um, an improvement in just my overall well being, my mental clarity, um, the way my body moved, my metabolism. um, Everything was just kind of making a lot of sense to me. And so um, through just my lifestyle change, I inspired a lot of people around me, um, and I was sharing my journey with people, and I was getting a lot of amazing responses um, from people. Um, I felt like I was really just, I had found an answer, and, you know, I don't believe, I believe that nutrition and health is like a lot like spirituality, and there isn't, one way, you know, I can't say that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life, the light, you know, he could be a way, a truth, a light for people. And I don't knock that. I do believe that, you know, people can find salvation through Jesus Christ, but they can also find salvation through Muhammad and they can find salvation through um, Judaism and, you know, all sorts of faiths. Jesus is the only way. There isn't just one way. And so um, with, you know, just alkaline eating, alkaline electric eating, that lifestyle, I saw that as a way, you know, um, to health. And a lot of us out here are looking for a way, are looking for some truth. Because we're being told so much, like one person will tell you that yogurt is healthy. Another person will tell you that yogurt um, has this, this and that and that, you gotta eat this yogurt and blah, blah, blah. There's just so much to take in. But with Dr. Sebi's, um nutritional guide, it just simplified everything and it just made everything so much easier to adopt and take in my okay this is what I'm going to eat and these are the parameters in which you know I can heal myself and I didn't see the guide as restricting whatsoever because I knew that everything on this list everything that I was going to be eating would contribute to my healing and um yeah that was a beautiful thing for me And, um, I, if anything, yes, it did heal my body, and, um, yes, I did receive so many benefits, but if anything, it healed my mind even more, my spirit even more. Um, I was in a place where I was just kind of hopeless, you know? I was off this pill, and I was very scared that all these symptoms were going to come back. And it gave me the control. It gave me the tools that I needed in order to heal myself. And um, although I don't feel completely 100% healed, I do feel completely in control. And that is just something that you know it's taken me a long time to achieve. It took me over. 22 years in order to feel completely in control of my body. And um, Dr. Sabi's nutritional guide, the alkaline electric lifestyle, really, you know, pushed that forward. I did already have, was building an awareness. I was already building my own consciousness towards what I'm consuming, what I'm eating. But the nutritional guide really did just like laser focus everything in for me. Um, and so that is kind of the basis of my, um, of the business that I run now. Um, I, you know, am inspired by Dr. Sebi very much so, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't expect anybody to come to, you know, me or my business looking for, um, Dr. Sebi carbon carbon copy um, foods or philosophies or anything like that. Um, you know, Dr. Sebi in several, several, several interviews has said, you know, I'm not a doctor. I've never went to school. Um, all of this information I've gathered is just from my own personal research, my own personal experiences. You know, the first thing that he did um, before he even started eating, you know, in his Sabi way was fast, and he tells me he fasted for ninety days. So for me, um, I just began to learn, you know, especially after you know feeling like I've been healed. Um, am I? Do I? Can I never eat a piece of fish again? Can I never, you know, eat? you know, whatever it is that I want ever again. No. Um, I saw this, I see this alkaline living as a way to heal yourself, you know? So if you are going through something, if you are feeling a type of way, this is a, this is pretty much a surefire way to make sure that you are being healed. And so what happens when you are healed? Do you, do you continue to only eat um, off from Dr. Savi's nutritional guide, or can we now, um, start to incorporate other things into our diet? And so that's kind of the place that I am now. Um, personally, you know, I, I am, I'm healed. I have the tools to heal myself. I know exactly what I need to do in order to feel better, in order to rid myself of toxins. I know how to fast properly. I know how to, um, you know, feed my body with what's going to nourish it from the inside out. But, you know, I do enjoy trying new foods. I'm a foodie through and through. Um, I'll spend more money on food than anything else still to this day. Um, I love food. I love, you know, trying chef's creations and just the whole creativity of it all. And, um, so personally, I, you know, still want to experience adventure when it comes to what I eat. And I do have a very solid awareness, a very solid, um, consciousness and foundation when it comes to what I eat and what makes me feel good. And I personally know how to just feed my, myself, body, mind, and soul, And um, I personally and, you know, I'm saying the word personally a lot because I don't want anybody getting me twisted out here. I'm not trying to. um, I'm not trying to enforce a certain philosophy onto anybody, you know, personally, I just, you know, I, I, I prefer to eat for health. I prefer. Um, a plant-based diet. I prefer to eat fruits and vegetables over anything. Um, But I also enjoy fish. I enjoy eggs. I enjoy seafood altogether. Um, There are certain restaurants in the city of L.A. that have my heart. (laughs) Malibu seafood being one of them. And um, as soon as I start to feel like I'm being confined by my diet it really does, you know. Take me back to a place where I wasn't very healthy with my outlook on food and stuff. And um I didn't really have much control over my diet and how I felt and you know, I am a person who I I mean I, I don't I never went to a doctor or you know, saw a specialist or whatever, but I did exhibit very strong behaviors of an eating disorder very early on in life. So for me, having a very restrictive diet is just not the healthiest for me mentally. And so although, you know, uh, the meat industry and the food industry and and the fish industry and all these kind of things are really fucked up, I still am very, I still choose to consciously consume those things because... Restricting my diet is is a lot more detrimental to my health than just feeling free with whatever it is I consume personally. And a lot of people out there don't have um, histories with, you know, restricting themselves. So, you know, they're able to put themselves on very strict diets and um, it not affect them mentally. But for me, I'm just a little bit different. For me, it's it's um, healthier for me to to be more focused on my mental and my spiritual health and um, rather than my physical because that can get out of hand a lot Um, so yeah I believe in the message of eating to heal I believe in the message of you know, you are able to heal yourself with the things that you consume, just the same way that you're able to kill yourself with the things that you consume. And that awareness, um, that consciousness needs to be, you know, active with everything that you're consuming, whether it be meat, whether it be plants, whether it be seafood, whether it be fruit, whether it be, you know, baked goods and cookies and all that kind of stuff. Like, we should be conscious all the time, you know, and you're probably not going to see me eating a piece of beef in America because I know, like, what the fuck they do to that meat and what is done to that meat before it gets to me with the dyes and the hormones and the cutting out of the tumors and all these kinds of disgusting things. Um, but uh, Nigeria's got the best suya be in the world, and, you know, maybe when I travel, I might have a piece of meat. (laughs) Who knows? I haven't had meat in about five years, but who knows? And I don't, I personally don't feel healthier restricting myself. You know, I feel healthier being encountered with a decision and deciding for myself whether in this moment this is personally beneficial for me. And most of the times, meat is not beneficial for me. So most of the times, you will see me eating a mostly vegan, plant-based, you know, diet. But I will, you know, have a piece of fish if I want to. Um, I will travel to Africa or France or whatever and try, you know, whatever it is that they're serving. I'll, I'll at least try it. Goddamn, I'm a foodie, you know. I'm not weird about that type of stuff. I'm not overly restrictive, but I do understand that the herbs and the vegetables and the fruits and those things is what's going to heal me. And so that's what I focus on 80, 90% of the time. And, um, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about my business being plant-based. Although um, I I still would consider myself to be plant-based, I'm not very good with labels, you know. I said I'm pescatarian earlier today. Now I feel plant-based. Like, I really don't know. That's why I feel really uncomfortable when people out here trying to call me a vegan. Like, I'm just not with the shits. I'm very fluid in pretty much all areas of my life for me to, like, stay put in one kind of, um, you know, philosophy. And, um, you know... I don't have any any uh, kind of drama with veganism or vegans in general, some of my best friends are vegan and I love vegan food, um, but you know, there's people behind agriculture that are being treated worse than the animals in the meat industry. And you know, in order to get all of our strawberries and our tomatoes and our rice and our corn, all these kind of things, people are being mistreated all over the world in fields. Um, I read the crazy stu- statistic about the suicide rate of farmers in India because um, you know companies like Monsanto are forcing them to 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 grow crops. To grow GMO crops that are ruining their fields and you know so they're not able to provide for their families and so the suicide rate for farmers in India is ridiculous and you know um, you know this viewpoint on food and the health of it and the sustainability of it especially plant-based food is just a whole nother thing that I feel like we're just not really getting into. Um, a lot of vegans don't really talk about the humanity of the food that they're consuming. They think, oh, because it's a plant, you know, nobody's getting hurt. But I just, I know it's not the case. I know that people all over the world are breaking their backs on fields, not getting paid properly, living in pretty much slavery, just so we can eat tomatoes and fucking grapes and oranges and all these things that, you know, we're being told is better for the world and all this kind of stuff and you know it could but I do think about the humanity of it all and there's just so much that needs to be talked about when it comes to just how we're getting our fruits and vegetables and you know the conditions of the people who are working so hard to put these kinds of foods onto our tables that discussion is just not being had and you know um I just can't, um, blindly tell everybody to be a vegan and to adopt veganism and all these kinds of things without, you know, addressing the reality of, you know, how these foods are being brought to our tables and, you know, what corners are being cut and, you know, how, how much suffering is involved in a head of lettuce, you know. We're just, we don't talk about that. And so I wouldn't sit here and say, oh my God, you have you must be a vegan. If you want to be healthy, you must be a vegan. When it's like, okay, that is cool. That makes sense and all that. But, you know, there are people who are suffering. The animals are suffering. The people are suffering. The whole world is suffering. And I just don't really think veganism is the answer, you know? When it comes to so- and and I do talk about um my my personal fight, which is self love and self care and you know before we can heal anybody and and heal anything we must we must heal ourselves, so in that sense, yes, <clears throat> eat your herbs, eat your fruits, eat your vegetables, juice fast, drink your smoothies cleanse, detox, you know, get as many plants as you can, but I'm not going to be the spokesperson or the face of a movement when we, there's just so much that we're not talking about. And I wouldn't encourage anybody to um, completely drop one thing that they're blindly doing in order to adopt another thing to blindly do. You know, if you're a blind carnivore, and a blind carnivore to me is not is not better than a blind vegan. Who did, who isn't aware of where of, aware, aware of you know, not being aware of where your meat is coming from is just as bad as not being aware of where your grapes are coming from. You don't know you don't know, the amount of suffering that, you know, happened in order to get your veggies and your bell peppers and all these kinds of things. You just, we just don't, we're just not tuned into that. And so until we can get, until we can get, you know, some sort of fairness and equality when it comes to just the, the human conditions, it's just not my fight. I am still going to, you know, just eat for health. And, you know, there are, there are health benefits to, Salmon and eggs, especially when you're when you're sourcing locally and ethically and sustainably and um, You know, I'm not gonna sit here and say there's absolutely no health benefits to eating meat, although it's not my preference I'm not gonna say that the 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 um You know people living in in the snowed-out areas of the world who eat seals and all these kind of things that, oh, there's zero health benefits to what they're doing. Like, no, that's very pretentious of me. Um, But yeah, people, I um, really appreciate you for letting me go on this rant (laughs) about um, just being more conscious about what you're consuming, just being more aware of um where your food is coming from in general not just the meat but the plants the herbs and the vegetables and just take care of yourself heal yourself know that you can heal yourself from the inside and inside out and a lot and you don't have to eat so much meat even if you do even if you never want to give up meat like no one's telling you become a vegan but goddamn like don't eat so much of it Like, once a week is fine. A couple of times a week is fine. You don't have to be out here eating meat every single meal of the day because you're a carnivore. Like, no. Balance, people. And, you know, just building a desire desire to be aware Um, and making the best available decision that you can, you know, the best decision that's available to you especially when you're younger, especially when you don't have, you know, complete control of what you want to eat, what you want to consume, you know, for financial or whatever reasons, you know, just making sure that you're making the best decisions that you can, reading the back of the labels, um, consuming less sugar, less processed foods, less fried foods, and filling it up more with, with, with fruit and vegetables. No one's saying you have to put a label on yourself, but Eating more fruits and vegetables is always going to be better for you. Um, Consuming more herbs, um, gaining more knowledge, you know, all that stuff is much more important than calling yourself a vegan or calling yourself a pescatarian or whatever the case may be. Um, But, yeah, I love this discussion. I really would appreciate it if this resonates with anybody to, you know, let's keep talking. Let's, you know, let's have an open conversation about um, what it is to be healthy to you and how, how how what makes you feel good in your body, um, whether it be to label yourself as a certain type of eater or to not or, you know, just what methods you implore in order to stay healthy. And for me, I'm all about the holistic approach, mental, spiritual, physical, um, and embodying it all without putting a label on myself and my diet and what I consume. Um, And I would love to know what it is for you, what it means for you. Um, In the meantime, I appreciate you guys so much for listening, for tuning in once again. I am in Nicaragua, and I can hear everybody out here uh, eating eating dinner. I hope there's still some food left for me. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm going to get to it. And if you want to um, stay in touch, stay in the loop with my travels, and, you know, just more about how I feel about food and all that kind of stuff, follow my Instagram page. Cosmic Kitchen Cosmic C-O-S-M-I-C Kitchen is spelled K-I-C-H-I-N Just like a regular African gal um, Yeah, let's stay in touch Let's keep the conversation going um, Let's not take ourselves so seriously um, But let's all be on a journey to Happy health, happy healing um, And self-love and self-care But yeah Adobe tuning out. Once again, thank you for listening. Um, be sure to follow me on my social media if you want to keep in touch. Um, and yeah, see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Peace.